Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montreger interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Montreger. Welcome to Rock the Stage tonight. We are here every week to help you better communicate, to better present, and show what you do through the camera lens professionally, with enthusiasm, with passion, and creativity. Tonight, it is going to be about creativity. It's about the arts tonight. I'm really excited to dive into what our guest has to share tonight. Matt is an artist with a specialty in live event paintings. He began his career in Denver, Colorado, where he would go out to the nightclubs and captive audience like live bands, and he would paint on canvas during their events. Since then, he has completed hundreds of live paintings across the United States. He has been uh, seen painting at the Ironman Triathlon, the NCAA Games, trade shows, corporate events, weddings, and much more, including Freedom Fest last year with the C-Suite Network that we had the chance to see him live in action. When Matt isn't painting at an event, he likes to go outdoors and paint scenery He's always painting. By the way, before pursuing this career, Matt achieved a master's degree from Florida State University, focusing his studies on the intersection of philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience. What the heck is he doing painting? Instead of going for the PhD, he, became, he did not become a, a professor. He uh, instead shifted his career to art, and he winds in and weaves in the philosophy and other things into this non-academic setting. So you're in for a great show tonight. A little philosophy, a little fun, a little artistry. Matt Miller, welcome to the stage tonight. Rich, thanks for having me. I am very excited to be here and uh, do some painting and uh, and talking with you today. And yeah, that great, inter great introduction. And we are going to talk a little bit about some philosophy and science and how that actually has influenced me and my artwork and uh, the way that I've, I've pursued an art career. So I'm excited to share some of that with you all today. And so for tonight, for those of you who've been around the show a little bit, we are going to change it up a little bit. This is going to be very interactive. We get to watch. And then later on, second half of the show, you get to ask questions. You get to step in with us and talk to Matt directly. So Matt, we have a blank canvas here tonight. And what are you expecting to do with this blank canvas here, my friend? Well, I think I might actually be painting a portrait of our host here, Rich Bontrager. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just got to make sure that he he's looking good today. He's looking nice and fresh, and he's got do that you want nice this side or do you want this side? Uh, you know, I <laughs> whatever side you choose. <laughs> so, but I'll be painting a picture of Rich uh, throughout this, and you guys will be able to see uh, this this piece of art come to life from nothing. You'll see what's behind the process, and then we'll also have a little talk along the way. So as you start doing this, we're just going to have a conversation. Matt's going to paint along the way. So as you begin this, uh, how did you become an artist? You know, I read the bio a little bit, but what led you to pursue this painting as you started a blank canvas here tonight? You know, I'll be, you know, the real, to put it in a one sentence, I tell people that I, there was a time about six years ago was going through a tough time and uh, I began self-medicating with art therapy. And I actually got it. I got addicted to it. I got addicted to painting. And, uh, you know, when I when I put it in those words, it's it's tongue in cheek, but I really do mean it. 
Um, there was something about the activity, what it what it does to my to my mindset, to my brain. Um, and when you pick up a new activity and you start to see progress, it's it's incredibly rewarding. And again, that becomes a little bit of an addicting thing. And um, you know, when I when I really noticed the positive impact that painting had on my well-being, I, I made a commitment to make it a part of my life. And, and the rest is history from there. So again, the philosophy of the life, the artistry, talk us through as you begin right now, what exactly is going through your head as you take the blank canvas and the begin? Are you really focusing on me or focusing on a concept or what are you doing as you start this off? Just show us. Right now, I, got, I have a little piece of, it's like a little piece of uh, like black chalk kind of material and I'm just getting a sketch on there. So just starting off with like very loose, basic shapes, just trying to make sure that the really honestly painting and, and art, getting things right. It's about getting the like the right shapes in the right spots, getting the lights and darks correct. And if you can get that right, then you can create a successful painting. You know, so really right now I'm just breaking down the shapes, getting the composition together. So I'm just getting your nice, your nice, uh, your nice noggin in here. So as I mentioned during the introduction, Matt does this for many different events, live, in-person, hybrids. So he will literally take your event, and I have seen him uh, do multiple screen events where there's 30 people in, and he's, he actually turned it into like a virtual bar. It was a virtual bar party, and he literally turned it into a virtual par bar, but he captured some of the personalities, some of the conversations. He had phrases and, and wall art, plus caricatures of the people that were on the call. This is his new way of bringing paint alive because we're all virtual. We're all trying to do this differently now. He's literally coming to your events and turning them into an interactive art piece. And when he's done with it, it really is astounding. So tonight, by the end of this, he'll have most of this artwork either completely done or maybe to the point where he's just going to flush out some rough spots and we'll get to see what he's going to do. And I have no idea where he's going to take it. The, the, the fun of watching him work is, he is a creator, and we're all at his mercy for anything he wants to put on the cameras. Matt, have you ever taken full advantage of the fact that you have the creativity now? No one has any control over you? I don't even know if I have control over myself. I mean, you just said, you know, we don't even know what's going to happen on this canvas. Here, here's, here's the secret. I, usually, I don't even know what's going to happen on this canvas. <laughs> and, and, and here's the deal. It, it is, in a lot of ways, at least my style of painting, what makes it really fun to me is, is it's a little bit of improv because when you're painting fast on the spot, trying to capture life as it happens, um, you can't really have a plan. And so it's really just a matter of like getting started. And then once you kind of get that momentum going and all of a sudden, like your brain shifts into like this, like flow state, you know, like, like think of like a basketball player who has hot hands, you know, very similar. I just get into that zone and what happens is this thing stops, stops working. I just turn my brain off and I don't have to quite think too much. It's just more like pure activity. So this will be a challenge then for tonight because we're going to have a conversation while he's turning his brain off, trying to answer questions and paint at the same time. Some people can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Let's see how talented he really is as he talks and paints all at the same time. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so talk about the shift in pandemic for you. What, what, what was the transition for you? How did that go when you realized you, you couldn't just go out like you used to and now here you are virtually? What was that process? I'll be honest, I, it was tough. It, I had 
I was slow to adjust to the changing times. You know, as I explained, one of the things that I really loved about painting is, is how it made me feel. And I said that I got, I got addicted to it. And that escalated when I started live painting. You know, that was early on when I just got started. I would go out to these clubs, you know, music's going, there's crowds of people. I'm in the moment painting and people are just, people love it. People love it. They, you know, people are saying nice things about me, complimenting my art. I mean, it's incredible. It makes me come alive. And when, when all of that kind of got, got nixed for almost a year, you know, a year, lost a year of work, really tough. Um, and I resisted these, these shifts that a lot of other people have been more successful at adapting to the virtual digital way of doing business and way of interacting. Um, and so here I am, you know, maybe I'm a little late to the game, but, um, I got a lot of people supporting me such as, such as you, Rich, and some of the other people on the call as well. Um, and so now I'm, you know, here, here's the thing. I'm kind of a caveman. When it comes to all this technology, I'd rather be out just outside the woods, just be outside in the woods, you know, smearing paint on a canvas. But at the same time, I might be a caveman, but I'm not an idiot. And I do know <laughs> that there, I can leverage these new technologies to be more successful, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, shoot myself in the foot by being too stubborn about these new changes uh, in the world. So Matt, as you paint, the chat box is already going. Someone uh -oh. asked, what are we going to do? The auction off the trigger painting when we're done with it. Uh -oh. So <laughs> people are engaged, Matt. They're, 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 they're totally loving this. I can remember you and I had a conversation last summer when we first met. You begin to ask, what can I do? The, the artistry and the public's platforms are not working too well. I'm trying to figure out how to pivot. And we got talking about this whole virtual way of bringing your paint to life. And it, it's been fun for me to sit back and watch you practice with videos and watch you practice on LinkedIn and put yourself further and further out there. For now, I know of several events you come in and you've painted live and you've interacted on. And it was fun that you were willing to ask the hard question and you didn't just sit back and do nothing about it. You actually literally stepped out and started to create a new space for Matt Miller and your artistry work. Did you think it would be fun or is it not fun yet what you're doing? I'm having fun with it. I really am having a lot of fun with it, um, especially, you know, like I just said, one of the best parts of being out there in the world around the people is these quality human interactions that I was able to have. And even though we're not here in the flesh and blood, I will tell you what, so far the experience that I've had sharing my gift through Zoom on virtual events, you know, the kinds of people that I've been interacting with top notch. Um, such as people from the C-suite network. And again, we have a bunch of people on this call right now that have, uh, and these are, these are, some of these are people that I have not uh, met in person or don't see in person regularly. Um, and it's really rewarding to be able to um, share this in a, in a new, unique way to people who are, who are all over the world. Well, I'm gonna let you pay for a little bit. I want you to just talk us through what you're doing, how the process comes along. What's going on in your brain? Maybe just free flow, do whatever you're gonna do, but also just you you inform up what what you're doing. Why? Yeah, you're you doing know, I'm zoom in a little bit here. Yeah. I'm working on. I'm just getting. I'm working on you. And like I said, a lot of this paint, this painting stuff, is about getting just getting the lights and darks correct. You know, getting the right shapes 
And so right now I'm establishing just kind of like equivalent to like a black and white pencil drawing, except for I'm using just like a dark blue grayish uh, color of paint. And I'm just, get, you know, quickly getting some just, you know, I'm just hitting the, just hitting, just quick hits, getting, getting a little color on there to establish the, the drawing and the composition. And uh, from there, it's really a matter of building up. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to work on your face here and then I'm going to move on to your arm. I'm working the whole canvas all at once and it just kind of builds and builds and builds um, as I just continue to hit the canvas with paint. So make sure you get the nose right. I mean, this is a bond uh, trigger nose. I mean, the, I, I think I've got the, I think I've got that the angle. <laughs> I got the angle going good here. As you work on these, is there a certain part of the body that's a struggle for you? The face, the arms. What's the easy and what's the hard stuff for you? Um, oh man, you know what? I'll, I will have to admit is I, I think that sometimes. Let's see here. I actually have, I have trouble. I think I sometimes have trouble capturing the delicate features of, of women, actually. I think it's maybe because my style is a little rough and loose. And when I did get, I got started and I, and I probably painted a lot more males than females, but I'm actually trying to work on that. You know, I, I you know, I want to, <laughs> If I'm going to immortalize a, a woman in, in, in the form of an art piece, I do want to make sure that I do it right. So that's something that I, I do admit that I struggle with, but I'm working on it. That, that would be smart. You want to capture the woman on her best side. Even if she's having a bad hair day, you want to make it a good hair day. There are certain oh, yeah. things you want to make sure you do right. <laughs> that's amazing just watching this. And, and again, the second half of the show, everybody, you get to ask your questions. You get to come on in. Um, you know, does, does, does this live painting bring any pressure with you, by the way, as, as you engage, as you do this, or do you not feel the pressure anymore? You know, I do. I feel a little bit of pressure right now, uh, cause we're live, but, um, here's the thing, you know, I, I comment on your LinkedIn, you made a comment on LinkedIn earlier talking about public speaking and about how people can get pretty nervous about about public speaking. And so here's, here's my answer is, first of all, there's maybe it's, there's some, something going on in my brain where there's like a screw loose, where putting myself into high pressure situations, actually it puts me at peace. So I, it, it kind of like shifts me into like focus mode. And there were times early on, and this is really, these are the experiences that like, that sent me a message that, okay, this is really special to you. I remember being on stage. It was like the hottest nightclub in Denver, Ophelia's. I don't know if everybody's been there. Great place. I'm painting pictures on stage. And, this, and next thing I know, this it's early in the night. Not a lot of people are there. So I'm working on this painting. I got my back to the crowd. And then like 20, 30 minutes later, I kind of turn around. Place is freaking packed. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even notice that. I, I forgot. I forgot I was on stage painting. So there's something about it that, that really puts me into a special place. But what I will say, what, what undermines that, what pulls you out of that moment is when you're overthinking it. Now, if I, if I hadn't put in the time to develop this skill, then doing it on stage, I would have to be thinking every step of the way. But putting in the right amount of practice where 
I can look at these colors on this, on this palette and I know how to mix them without really even thinking too much. And it's just, like I said, pure action. That is what can get you there. So, you know, preparation, but also um, getting yourself into a place. And here, here, here's the deal. I, I did this painting a couple of weeks ago for the Global Joy Symposium. Yes. What do we have right here? A little bit of a glare. You can see there, there's that, this atlas, but he's carrying a brain and it looks, it looks pretty heavy. So here's the deal, that thing inside your skull, it's a, it's, it can be a bit of a burden. It can be a bit of a burden. However, if you, if you actually take responsibility for it and you engage in the right kinds of activities and habits, those are the sorts of things that are gonna like make that thing work better. And you can cultivate those right mindsets and those brain states that are gonna actually help you perform better under pressure see now he's getting in the philosophy now he's getting the brain think now he's merging the, the the artistry with the the science and the education and again this is what he gets to do for people virtually now he gets to do exactly what you're seeing maybe not always have a q a in the middle of this but this is what he's doing during his events and and it, it's fun Matthew. you mentioned the fact you lost sense of the room and the people um i've been in those experiences too where you speak sometimes and the room disappears and I, I've gotten done with full keynotes and I don't remember what the heck I said because I was in the moment. I was present. It was free flowing and you feel the energy go out and it's so fun. And again, that's where the repetition, the practice, that's why we do this show every week. We want you as speakers and leaders and influencers to get to the point where it does flow out of you and it is natural. So kudos to you, Matt, for bringing that up the way you did. It is, it's, it's one of the most exhilarating feelings of no I was so ever present, nothing else mattered tonight. Mm -hmm. By the way, Anna Lee, thank you for the hair comment. Yes, my hair always looks really good. Uh, thank you for that, Anna Lee. <laughs> Make sure you are asking questions in the chat box. We will throw them out here as well. Uh, but it is fun to see the right brain, left brain conversation come out in the middle of this. So Matt, when it comes to those stereotypes again about the artistry and marketing and selling, are you a good marketer, good seller, or are you one of those stereotypes that you're all creative, but no business? You know, uh, there's this myth out there, and I think you've all heard about it. It's called the starving artist myth. And I, 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 there might be, here's the thing, there might be like a, a teeny kernel of truth to it. Here's the deal. When you're, there's a challenge. There is a tension between um, what you might call the amateur mindset and the professional mindset when it comes to art. Now, like I said earlier, I started painting because I was self-medicating with art therapy. And so at that point, art was a very personal sort of activity for me. It was something I did for myself um, to add value to my own life. Whereas when you shift to a professional, it can't be about me. So I have to create art that other, other people actually want. So that is, is kind of the, the fundamental challenge, I think, that professional artists face. Um, and maybe there is something about, you know, the artist, the kind of artist personality maybe has trouble, has trouble kind of taking themselves out of their own mind and, and actually thinking like their own, like thinking in the, like a customer, you know, what do people want? But the thing is, the challenge, and it's a very doable challenge 
is to find the overlap, the overlap between the professional and the amateur, you know, so what kind of art do I love to make that makes me feel great? And what is the kind of thing that people might actually like? It's not hard to maybe, maybe you shift a little bit in that direction and make some compromises, or you just, you know, you do a little better job of finding the kind of people who are going to like the art that you make. You know, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of artists are kind of weird. You know, we're, we're, we're a weirder bunch, whatever. But here's the thing. We have the internet. You have access to the whole world, pretty much. There's plenty of other weird people out there who might like the weird stuff that you paint. Well, actually, right now, the chat box, people are commenting on you. Aaron just commented on you on the creative. The, 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 the creative people are fun. They're lively. They're engaging. Uh, it, it's fun to be a part of that. Right now, Matt, as you're painting, continue painting, please. But what would you give advice for a brand new person who's thinking about picking up the paintbrush, the, the chalk, the canvas, whatever? What would you say to that person about the value, the importance of being a painter and, you know, whatever? Well, you know, one thing I would say is, um, you know, like I said, think about, for all, think, think about that overlap that I just mentioned. If you actually do want to go pro, think about that overlap. But another thing that really got me through it, the first you know year or so that I really got into painting, I, I didn't pressure myself to sell anything or to, or to turn it into a business. I just wanted to get really good. Like I really, really just wanted to get good. I loved it. I think of it more like a sport, you know, where it's like this, this skill set, a skill set that I'm trying to master. I'm always wanting to challenge myself. And that is what kept me driving forward. And it wasn't profits or business success. Like now I kind of, I think I need to start working on that stuff, you know, <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that kept me going. And I think in any endeavor, not even for an artist, but whatever you're trying to do, if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, if there's some skill set or product that you want to bring to market, well, you need to figure out how can I find the intrinsic value in the activities that I need to be doing on a day-to-day -day that um, that's going to be necessary. So does that, how's that answer? Does that help? Oh, no, that's great. That's wonderful. And again, part of the reason tonight when we're doing this, for those that are new or you've been around, part of the idea is how creative can you get on the stage? We're all not public speakers. We're all not authors. We're all not whatever. We're all not artists. But what can you do with your business, with your career area, with your stage, whether you're a church ministry and education or a car salesman, whatever it is, you've all got a stage now and we're all working virtually. What can you do to be more creative and more of your personality come through? Because this is Matt's personality. This is part of him being poured into his artwork as well. So the challenge tonight is as you watch him work, what can you do to maybe bring another element to make it more engaging, to more, make it more interactive here uh, for whatever it is that you do? Uh, by the way, Matt, why do so many painters wear white shirts. I've never figured that one out. I would be up and down blue, black, green right now if it was me painting. So why do you guys wear white shirts? I really don't know. <laughs> uh, I like to wear, I, like I said, I was telling you before, I had probably like 20 of these shirts. Most of them are just, are just covered in paint. What I'm gonna do is, I don't know if you can really see here, I got some nice like paint going all the way down. Oh yeah. I, I, use, I use my shirt is basically, I don't like to mess around grabbing like a towel to clean my brush. I just kind of just do this, you know, just rub it off in my shirt, whatever. And so I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to release a, a line of designer t-shirts that have 
<laughs> hate stains on them. I love it. I'm kidding. It. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. If there's anybody in the in the clothing industry, let's talk about that if you think it's a good <laughs> idea. Dan Goodwin just threw in the chat box. You were a niche. You 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 have that niche. You know what you're doing. You're you're getting even more specific, even with the virtual and with the events. And so you've taken something that was kind of broad with painting. You've turned it into live events, now virtual events, now events where you're really championing that interactiveness. You're really niching this down, which again is something, thank you, Dan, for pointing that out. Make sure you are, as a speaker, as a presenter, what's your niche? Make sure you hang your hat and spotlight on what you is. I mean, Aaron's with us every week from Stroke TV. He makes it clear. He wants to help people with Stroke TV. Um, he doesn't hide it. Uh, and, and so what are you going to do to narrow it down, to focus it down, to use whatever it is you can stand out from the crowd? Because, you know, there's one Matt Miller and he's crushing it right now with everything we're seeing here tonight. Well, you know what? That, that brings me to another lesson that I would share with, with like a aspiring artist. A lot of people are probably familiar with a concept called the, the blue ocean strategy, mm -hmm. the business. And so the idea is like, if you're a, like, think of like a shark, there's a bunch of sharks, like they found this dead uh, fish and they're all chowing down and there's blood in the water. Well, there's too many sharks there. You, you might be late to the game and you got to compete with all these other sharks for the food. What you want to do is go in the blue ocean where there's no other sharks around and that way you don't have a lot of competition. So the idea that here, here's an example of something that I did. You mentioned that I go to the Ironman triathlon and I do paintings. I do paintings on the race course. I do a swim painting, bike painting, run painting. The athletes see me out there doing paintings of the race. And then I reach them out, you know, I market to them. And, and that's what I focus on. Now, here's the deal. There, I don't know that there are many other artists who are doing Ironman or triathlon themed art. And so I don't even have to think of myself as I'm not selling art. Like another way of looking at it is like I'm selling Ironman merchandise you know or like it's like a souvenir for these athletes so i'm this is a this is a very specific niche that i'm trying to own it i'm trying to dominate that taking a blue ocean strategy well and again that's a big extrapolate that take it to whatever your business industry is again this is a great way to take what he is doing and drive it home to you again these are easy coachable life lessons business lessons to transfer off of his canvas and bring it back into you. By the way, Matt, would it be easier if I didn't have so much blue? Or is it better that I have so much blue on that canvas? <laughs> I like blue. I like I'm using phthalo blue is uh, one of my favorite favorite colors of paint to use. It's, it's really strong. It's actually a very strong blue color. I sound you, like Bob Ross right now, don't I? Yeah, no, no. Uh, I was going to ask you, how many people compare you to Bob Ross? How, how often do you get the people asking about that? I mean, everybody loves Bob Ross is hot right now. So I, I get a lot of Bob Ross references. Here's, here's the truth. I, I watched him when I was a kid, when I was like three or four years old, I would watch him all the time. And I'm pretty sure that that planted a seed in my brain. And that's kind of what, um, what really, really set me off. And I still, I still watch him. If you look at my YouTube, if you look, if you go on my YouTube account, you know how when you're It'll show you what videos you watch. It'll have that little red line all across. I've watched every Bob Ross video on YouTube. I've watched every Bob Ross. I've watched it before bed. It's very relaxing, very <laughs> relaxing to watch Bob paint. So Matt, well, so, uh, since you mentioned social, keep on painting, but how can we best find you? People are asking about a lot of questions here and we'll take care of that in the second half of the show. But 
what's your social media? Where can they best find you to learn more about Matt, the virtual painter? Go to my website, matthewmillerart.com. That's Matthew with two T's. And there is a form right at the top of my front page. I would love it if you would drop me a message. Then we can be in contact. You can get some uh, email updates from me. And um, I know that there's my LinkedIn uh, link is in the chat. That's where I really like to connect with people these days. So that's a reminder, everybody. Take those three dots on the right-hand side of the chat. Download that. It has all the information, all the laugh, giggles, and the good stuff are all included in there with the links. Always, if you need any virtual coaching, if you're looking for an MC to help you create your craft to better run your show, reach out. I'd love to do the events and help work with you to better help you communicate your message and your events. Rich at richbontrager.net. Until next week, everybody, have a great week and keep rocking the stage. We'll see you next time.